All right, family, um, let's just go into the word of God this morning quickly just to give you a backdrop as to what we'll be confessing in a few minutes from now. It's a confession morning. And so um, I'm just trying to put my phone on silent so that it doesn't ring. Um, I, I, I don't just like that distraction. All right. Um, the Bible says in the book of Psalm chapter 119, verse 18 and 19. Remember I told you yesterday that our confession this morning is going to be from the proceed of yesterday's, um, yesterday's night prayer so that you then be able to know how to. Because after you've prayed that prayer yesterday, the ability for you to now know how to make the confession every day. You see, what I'm trying to do by God's direction is to make sure that when you read the scripture, and you take your time. Let's say that scripture pops something in your spirit. In which the word of God, the Bible says they are the breath of God. It has to pop something in your spirit. But let's say that very particular scripture pops something in your spirit. How then do you convert that very particular word into a confession that becomes your own personal word? Because until that word you locate from the Bible becomes your personal word, you will not be able to get the result therein of that word. And so, therefore, the Bible says in the book of Psalm 119, verse 18 and 19, it says, Open my eyes that I may behold your wondrous things out of thy law. Mo I say, Moses, um, David was making us to understand that there is a lot of things in the, in the word of God, but God opened my eyes. Open my eyes for me to be able to behold these wondrous things. If I cannot be able, if I'm just reading this stuff, because if you notice, he was saying here that the law is there. Possibility that he has been reading that very particular, um, what you call the scriptures, uh, but yet nothing was coming out from him. There is a particular understanding he wants to be able to route, but because the word is just a logos, it hasn't turned to a rema. So he's crying and saying, Lord, open my eyes. Open my eyes. It says, I am a stranger in the earth. Hide not thy commandment from me. Indirectly, I don't want my life to just be by, by chance or by game. This earth is just me. I'm a passing by. I am deployed on this earth to do your work, but I need your word to be my guiding factor. I need your word to be the thing that guarantees my movement. I thought you guys yesterday, I said... When you are praying, if, you're, if you don't find a scripture to hold that very particular prayer, it's like a farmer having a seed in his hand and yet he's praying that the seed should grow. If that seed does not get to the ground, that seed cannot grow. And even when the seed gets to the ground, there is an opportunity for you to wet, for you to water the seed, remove the grasses, fertilize it, make sure your ground is good. Now, these are all the factors that make that seed called prayer to find expression or that seed called your gift to find expression because why? You've wrapped it in the word of God. And so with that, because I don't want to take much time so that we can go into our confession, and the Bible then says then in book of First Corinthians chapter two from verse seven to <clears throat> from verse seven to twelve. These are the prayers we pray yesterday. First Corinthians chapter two from verse seven to twelve. After then, I'm going to give you um, how to manifest this light. How do you manifest it? What are the grounding factors that guarantees your manifestation? This month is our month of manifestation. This year is our year of overflow. So what are the things that guarantees it? And I'm going to be giving you about seven standpoints. Quickly, I'll give you the seven standpoints. And after that, we get into our confession. I promise you, I'm not going to stay beyond my normal time of six o'clock. That one, you can guarantee that from me. Now, the Bible says in 1 Corinthians chapter 2, from verse 7 to, from verse 7 to 12, it says here, it says, but we speak this wisdom of the mystery in, of, 
of this mystery, I mean, sorry, the wisdom of God in a mystery, even the wisdom hidden, he say, which God ordained before the world unto our glory, which none of the prince of this world will knew. He says, for they, if they have known, knew this of this very particular mystery, they would not have crucified Jesus. Thank God they crucified him. Because you and I would not have been a partaker of this very particular um, benefit of the Christ in us. Now, the Bible now says in verse 9, it says, but it is written, eyes have not seen, ears have not heard, neither has it entered into the heart of men. The things which the God had prepared for them that loved him, he said, but God had revealed them into us by the Spirit. He said, for the Spirit searches all things, yea, the deep things of God. He says, for what a man knoweth the things of a man, save the spirit of that man which is in him. Even so, the things of God knoweth not no man, but the Spirit of God. That's why we need the Spirit of God all the time. That's why you need to be baptized with the Holy Spirit. That's why you need to be able to have the gift of speaking in tongues. Because why? The Spirit of God on your inside, because it's the Spirit of God which is on your inside. It's been able to communicate the things and the agenda of God. For instance, concerning your business this morning, concerning what you are going to do this morning, that is a version of what the Spirit of God wants you to be able to bring out. Remember that the Spirit of God is God himself. It's like, for example, the Spirit of Darlington. Now, the Spirit of Darlington is still Darlington. It's just the fact that you are seeing the body of Darlington, but the Spirit of Darlington is actually what controls Darlington. It's the totality of Darlington. So, when the Spirit of God is on your inside, is the totality of God literally on your inside. And so based on that, if you are not awakened to the consciousness that you have the spirit of God in you, you will go out to the market this morning and the market will begin to beat you down in their games. And I pray that that will not be your portion in the name of Jesus. When I use the word market, please understand I'm giving it a broad name. It can be your career. It can be your academic. It can be your ministry. It can be whatever. Whatever it is that you are trading. Maybe you are studying. That's still your marketplace. And so the Bible now says verse 11. 1 Corinthians 2, 11. I'm in 11 right now. It says, for what... Uh, I've read that. Let me go straight to 12. It says, now we have received not, of, I mean, not the spirit of this world, um, but the spirit which is of God, um, that we may know the things that are freely given to us. The truth of it is that for every believer, every born-again child of God, there are things that are freely given to you. Yesterday, we pray a prayer of light. Because the only way for you to be able to manifest, if your eyes is not open to see the things that are freely given to you, and so we were crying and calling on God, Lord, open my eyes. Let my eyes see opportunities that are things that are freely in my company that I am praying for or I'm binding the devil for, I'm fighting my boss. If I can just see that thing. There are some of you this morning, by the time you go to the office, all of a sudden you begin to discover that there is this very particular opportunity in my company that I can create that very particular department and I function in that company. Yes, the Spirit of God can help you to get to that extent. See, the Spirit of God in the inside of man, it's not only limited to the things of the Spirit alone, which is the things of God alone. No. Remember, God deployed you on planet Earth for you to bring his kingdom here on Earth. So if the business that you are doing is not the business of God's kingdom here on earth, then which means you are actually making the spirit of no effect. Because the spirit can answer you in that very particular accounting business. It can answer you in that very particular career. It can answer you in terms of getting married. Whatever you employ the spirit to do, it will do it for you. 
But most times we've brought the spirit and we've choked the spirits in the four walls of the church and we'll go out on Monday and the game of the month and the game of the world, they begin to beat us because we don't carry the spirit from the church. We leave the spirit from the church, only get back there to on Sunday or on Thursday or on Wednesday, depending on how your service is. is. It says that we may know what has been freely given to us. And so also, let's quickly read Ephesians chapter 1, 15 to 23. Ephesians chapter 1, 15 to 23. I'm just trying to give a backdrop. After then, we'll go straight into our confession. Ephesians 1, 15 to 23. It says, it says, Wherefore, I also, after I have heard of your faith, this is Paul the Apostle, he was saying to the, Ephes to the church of the Ephesus, he was making them to understand. He says, wherefore I also, after I've heard of your faith and love unto the saints, um, he says, I cease not to give thanks to God concerning you, mentioning you in my prayers, which means every born, every genuine man of God must pray for its members. Because if you pray for your members, this is me, if you pray for your members, the problem that you are going to solve will be only few. Because you are praying them to manifest the light of God, whereby you all can now become a co-laborer in that very particular commission where you are currently working. I know sometimes members can be very, they can be handful. But the grace of God is upon our life for us to forget the handfulness of our members and just pray for them. Now in verse 17, it says that the God, Lord, I mean the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, may give you the spirit of wisdom and of revelation in the knowledge of him. So which means if you have the spirit of wisdom and of revelation, of revelation, sorry, of God, you may then be able to apply that spirit of wisdom in your business, in your career, in your ministry, in your negotiation this morning. There are some of you who are going to be facing the negotiation. So if this spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of him, he says that your eyes may be, the eyes of your understanding may be enlightened, that you may know what is the hope of his calling and what is the riches of his glory in his inheritance in the saint. He says, and that, he say, and what is the exceeding greatness of his power towards us who believe according to the working of his mighty power tonight we'll be doing a part of a mighty power kind of prayer it says which he wrote in christ jesus when he raised him from the dead and set him at the right hand of the heavenly father far above principalities and power uh, mind dominion and every name that is named not only in this world but also in the world to come and he has put all things all things mix all things under his feet, and he gave him to be the head over the things of the church. Now, what are we saying this morning? The Bible says here that the eyes of your understanding be enlightened. If your eyes is enlightened, you can see that very particular problem and begin to find a solution out of it. All of a sudden, you are, you are not bothered about engaging problems. And that's the thing about us as believers. We are not supposed to be afraid for us to see problems. We are not. When problem comes, because we know we have the eyes of our understanding being enlightened, we begin to know what to do. For instance, the moment Moses was able to, to by, by his encounter with God, was able to introduce God to us in the book of Genesis chapter 1 from verse 1 to verse 3, we find out that the first time God was introduced to us, God was solving the problem. So that should give you as a believer a confidence knowing to whether that as you are going in this morning, as you are entering into your marketplace, I'm going to become a solution there. I'm going to solve a problem. Now, that mentality of solving a problem will not make you go to office and you are feeling burdened. Haven't you seen somebody, some people whereby they will go to office all of a sudden, it's already just about five plus now. By the time it gets to eight o'clock, you've not even entered your car to go to office, you're already tired. Because why? You've not received the spirit of wisdom and of revelation in the knowledge of God. 
Because when you receive it, you will enter your car with joy, knowing to her that no matter what my boss is going to bring at the table, no matter what the company is going to bring for me to do, no matter what the difficulties or the challenges is, oh boy, I'm going to solve the problem. I am solving this problem big time like a big boy. Uh, you know that very particular song that is currently reeling. You want to chill with the big boys. But if you want to chill with the big boys, you also need to be able to solve a big boy's problem. Because chilling with the big boys does not give you a guarantee. Just chilling with the big boys, it, it doesn't give you a guarantee that you're going to experience what the big boys are experiencing. The big boys are big boys in solving problems. The big boys are big boys in solving and bringing solutions, bringing ideas that will make the company say, okay, now you can chill with the big boys. And so based on that, how then do we begin to manifest this light? I'm going to give you about, I think if I'm mistaken, five, six, seven, seven point quickly. But I'm going to be taking my point from the scripture because I like, I like bringing solution. That is, the Bible is self-explanatory. You don't need to begin to come up with stuff that is not in the Bible where you are trying to look for, for lack of a better word, a pseudo word, a word that looks like God. No. From the scripture, we are going to see how then do we manifest this light? How did David, in all his dealings, where he will wake up in the morning, his children and his wife was captured, but yet he will go back there and capture everybody back, and yet he was not, he was not what you call confused about his position. We saw David, where all through the, that, that, David, that was one guy that fight. That guy was a fighter, and yet he's a friend of God. I don't understand, but well, that's his own encounter. <laughs> but David fought. He fought so well to the point that God looked at, he fought so well to the point that he fought to build the church. He was fighting, he was entering into his marketplace, pulling down some, some, some ideas and strategy, bringing in resources, bringing in material, because he understands that no matter what he's doing, he's doing it to the glory of God. He's doing it to the glory of God. Let's quickly look at Psalm 119 from verse 10 to 20. Psalm 119 from verse 10 to 20, I'm reading from the Living Translation. From the Living Bible, Psalm 119, verse, verse 10 to 20. If you notice, I don't preach in, on, in the morning. I only just talk. <laughs> My wife was saying to me yesterday, so I think I like this version of you. I said, it's there. Just the fact it's morning. I can't be shouting at people in the morning. You guys just woke up. A possibility that you're like, ooh, I want to sleep. I need to stop doing morning service. So, Psalm 119, verse 10 to 20, and let's look at what the Bible says. The Bible says here concerning David, it says, I have tried my best to find you. Have you this morning tried your best? Are you trying your best to find God? Are you trying your best for you to understand his dealings? Are you trying your best for you to engage in the principle of God? Because see, it is one thing for you to receive of the word. It's another thing for you to engage that very particular word practically. It says, I have tried my best. For example, trying your best in terms of preaching the gospel. Trying your best in terms of taking interest in the things of the kingdom. Trying your best in terms of waking up in the morning after the service is over, for instance. In fact, this is me. If you know that your church, like today, is having a prayer meeting by 5 a.m., the possibility that you wake up around 4, read the Bible, study, prepare yourself before 5. You try your best. That is, you go in extra mile. God takes pleasure in people who go extra mile. If God asks you for you to win one soul to Christ per day and you win five souls, oh boy, there is no way he will reward you five ways. It's, that's God for you. There is a name of God we all now we are getting to understand. It's called the rewarder. He rewards people. Now he says, um, um, I'm still back on verse 10. He says, I've tried my best to find you. He says, don't let me wander off your instruction. This is, this is, this is um, what's it called? Um, David, he says, I have thought much about your word and stored them in my heart so that they would hold me back from sin, indirectly hold me back from sin in the sense that hold me back from living below the standard of you. 
Because the sin um, context he was talking about is below the standard of God. If there is a standard that God has placed for me, there is a standard that God has seen me. I don't want, let your word help me not to live below that standard. That should be something that we actually, we all actually crave for. As your pastor, I'm walking towards that direction. So it's okay, you are not alone. Whether you are trying to walk it, we are all walking this walk. Paul says that I may know him. Till Paul died, he still says that I may know him. So I'm still trying to know God. And so based on that, he says, bless the Lord. He said, teach me your rules. I have recited your laws and rejoice in them more than in riches. Which means that he, David chooses the word of God above the $10 billion is had in the bank account. There are some of you, if 5 million rand enter your account now, I promise you now, Pastor Darlington will have to be looking for you left, right, and center. Now, some of you, some opportunity just come. Your next minute, like church is here, sharp, rested life. I'll see you sometime again. Yeah, you, you help me for me to chill with the big boys. Now, let me go and chill indeed. I'll come back when the thing is beginning to reduce. It says here, yeah, it says, I rejoice, and he said, I rejoice in them, which is in the word of God more than riches. He says, I will meditate upon them and give them my full respect. He says, I will delight in them and not forget them. Do you see how David was intentional about what he wants to do? He said, I will delight in your word. I will make sure that no matter how I go into the office this morning, my boss may wake up and all of a sudden my boss wake up at the wrong side of the bed or maybe whatever happened and stuff. Or maybe the boss is coming to the office and their spouse annoyed them and they're coming. He says, I will not let them, I will delight in them and not forget them. I won't get to the office and those, those drama that happened in the office will now begin to change my posture and my mindset in God. No. He now says also verse 19, sorry, verse 17. He said, bless me with life so that I can continue to obey you. Do you see why he was asking for long life? Some of you ask you, why do you want long life? Possibility, I want long life because I just want to chill with the big boys. I want long life because I want to be able to have money in my bank account. He says, bless me with long life so that I continue to obey. So which means he has a constant heart for God. Why won't God give him a long life? See, that is a way you will take interest. This is me saying this now. That is a way you will take interest in the things of God. You don't necessarily need to pray for long life. Long life will just be added to you. Matthew 6, 33, make us to understand. Matthew 6, 33. It says, seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. All the other things that you are dying to get, all the things you are praying, binding the devil, crying for long life and prosperity, just seek God and the interest of God. And that part will be added to you. There are some certain Bentley we are all calling for and stuff. By seeking, see, I'm not saying it's not good to ask for Bentley. Obviously, ask. Your father says, ask, it shall be given. Seek, it shall find, and knock, it shall be opened. Why not ask? Ask for, in fact, ask for five Bentley. You have the right. Ask for it. You want it? Why not? He's going to give you. He's a loving father. That's who your God is. But in that also, we need to grow in the, in the, in the level where we don't just ask. We know what to do that that asking becomes something that God adds to us. He says, seek first the kingdom. It is all about the kingdom. Jesus Christ, if I'm not mistaken, in the whole of his testament when he was preaching, he preached about the kingdom for almost 150 times. That's to, for, you to show how, for you to see how important the kingdom of God is. And that's why for me, there's nothing I can do now for me to what you call, show you the kingdom where you come from. So that you can then begin to display that kingdom here on earth. Now he now says also in verse uh, 18, he said, open my eyes to see your wondrous things of your word. I am, I am but a pilgrim here on earth. How I, need, how I need a map and your command are my chart and guard. For I long for your instruction more than I can tell. I long for your instruction more than I can tell. Seven things quickly before we get into our confession. Seven things quickly um, that you need to be able to do from that scripture. What are the seven things that the Holy Spirit um, said I should talk to you? Number one, seek God wholeheartedly. 
Let your heart see. Don't seek God partially. Don't play games with God. There are some of you, you play games with God or you wake up in the morning and like God is saying, you know, I'm going out today. No, chill. Just do something for me, whatever. See, that's game. You're not serious with him. Imagine if your children are playing that kind of a game with you as a parent. How will you feel? We need to get to the point whereby we play. For like, I don't, I don't want to use the word play. We need to get to the point whereby we do God with seriousness. The same way you take your life serious, take God serious that way. Take him serious. And you'll be so shocked what will happen. It, it, not, 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 not playing God, playing your church. You are trying to find a way of appeasing your pastors. For me, this is the thing I tell people. I say, don't appease me. I didn't die for you. Honestly, I did not die for you. I have to be very honest. I did not die for you. So don't appease me. Appease the one who calls you. Appease the one who gives you life. And so stop wondering about, stop trying to be here, be here, be here, trying to fulfill all righteousness of this world uh, on, under the name of you are trying to, to appease a system of the church. No. Be real with yourself. Be authentic. Be real. And God, you see, you see, you hear the statement of David. Go back and read that scripture. Psalm 119 from verse 10 to verse 20. That will give you the context of the guy's life. Why he pulled the kind of result he pulled. Why he was making some certain confession and the confession was bringing out for him. Because why he understood that. Number two, quickly. Uh, number one, I say, seek God wholeheartedly. Number two, keep panting after his word. Keep panting after the word of God. Not just because, okay, I've given my life to Christ sharp. Go. Go to his word. His word is his life. That is his manual for living. And no, no matter how a manufacturer wants to be smart, there's no way he has to be smart without putting a, a manual on the product he's manufactured. When you bought your phone, there was manual in that very particular phone. The same thing also with God. When God created you on earth, he gave you a manual. It is called the Bible. Keep panting after the word of God. Now, that is the source of your light and your illumination. The more you begin to see the thing that is in God, for you, the better you'll be able to use this product. Do you know that you are the product? How come you are the product, but you don't know how to operate this product called you because you are not engaging on the manual that can help you know what to do with this product called you that is alive? Number three, be teachable. Oh, be teachable. Be teachable. The, he says in that very particular word in verse 12, he says, Lord, teach me your rules. I, I'm not claiming that I know it, but just teach me. Be teachable. Be teachable. Number four, constant meditations of the word of God and have respect for it. Don't just do it haphazardly. You know, when I'm saying have respect for it, for lack of a better word, worship that very particular word. That is your life. That is your life. You know, there is this very particular word I like saying, a moon does not struggle to shine. He doesn't struggle to shine. All the moon does is the fact that he positioned himself properly in the direction of the sun and let the sun be busy generating the light. All I just need to do is to reflect it. And that's how the word of God is. The word of God has generated everything. All you need to do is just to position. So respect your positioning in God so that you can constantly reflect and manifest the light of God. Respect it. Respect it. Respect it. And as you respect, meditate on the word. And also number five quickly, rejoice confessing the word of God. When you are confessing the word of God, regardless of the fact that your boss says that he's going to fire you this morning and cool, you keep telling yourself, I'm the head and not the tail. My lines are falling onto pleasant places. Regardless of the outcomes of my life, I'm not moved by it because the joy of the Lord is my strength. The joy of the Lord makes me produce things out of the, you know, you are rejoicing saying those things and people are looking at you, it doesn't make sense. Because why? That's the power for your salvation. That's the power for your freedom. That's the power for your deliverance this morning. Literally, that's the power for you to be able to get the inside information you need on that trading. It's literally it. Number six, pray always. Always pray. Especially now that we are doing this prayer season. Pray from the standpoint of conviction, knowing that you have a slingshot 
that you've located from the Bible that you're using. And finally, depend on God daily for the next move of your life. Depend on God daily. The Bible says concerning David here on this instruction in verse 19. It says, I am a pilgrim here on earth. How I need a map. I need a map. I need you to give. I need to direct me. You know, you know, it's like it's like having your phone and you are going to a place you don't know, but you've put the destination on the phone to say, okay, I'm going to, for lack of a better word, Pretoria. But I don't know where I'm going to Pretoria. But I put the map there on the Pretoria, and all of a sudden the thing begins to direct me. Turn left, turn right, at two robots, turn left, stay on your left, whatever. Now that's what the word of God does on your inside. It begins to you begin to hear God clearly. Don't go this way. Allow your boss to enter the office. When you enter the office, carry the tea. Go and give him tea. I wonder why should I give him tea? Like, I'm not the tea girl now. But that's, that's something he's leading you to. Because there is a blessing that will come out of it. And so with that being said this morning, if you look at all the word I'm saying, one of the things that I'm saying to you is this morning, for you to be able to reflect the light as we're going into our confection in a few minutes from now, is the fact that you need to humble yourself. Humble yourself in the things of God. Humble yourself with the word of God. See, see, when we talk about humbling yourself, we're not saying now begin to lose yourself, begin to lose your mind. No. Humble yourself in the things of God literally means the ability for you to exalt the things of God more than the things of your flesh. That's how you humble it. The Bible says in 1 Peter chapter 5, verse 6. 1 Peter 5, verse 6. 1 Peter chapter 5, verse 6. It says, Humble yourself, therefore, under God, mighty hand. It says, So in due time he may exalt you. So exhortation is then there. But if you keep dragging with God, God says, study my word, you say, for why now? You keep bringing your own opinion. All of a sudden, you are becoming a my way insurance in God. Clearly, it's, not, it's God's way insurance, not my way insurance. With God's way insurance, the only way he can pay for the things he's ordered for you as an insurance policy, you have to be able to do his insurance system. He also says the book of Matthew chapter 32, verse, I mean, Matthew 23, verse 12. Matthew 23, verse 12. It says here, but those who exalt themselves will be humbled. Indirectly, those who are proud by force, life will humble them. He said, but those who humble themselves in God will be exalted. Will be exalted. Psalm 51 verse 17. Psalm 51 verse 17. From the Living Bible. He said, it is a broken spirit you want. He said, remorse and penitence. He says, a broken and a contrite heart, God will not ignore. When God sees you that you take interest in the dealings of his word, you begin to meditate, you begin to confess as we're going to confess now. God would always take interest in you. Always take interest. How do you position yourself quickly? Two things. How do you position yourself in manifesting the light? Number one, understand your covenant right in God. Understand your covenant right. The Bible says, ye are the light of the world. A city set on a hill that cannot be hidden. He says, can a man light a candle and put it under a bushel? He says, but on a candlestick. He says, and it giveth light unto all that are in the house. He says, let your light so shine. I'm reading from Matthew chapter 5, 14 to 16. Matthew 5, 14 to 16. He says, let your light so shine before men. Why must your light shine? The reason why this manifesting is very important. It gives you the condition that they may see your good works. Good works. Do you see why God is interested in you producing good results? They may see your good works and glory if you are a father which is in heaven. Number one, remember, understand your covenant right in God. Number two, what do you do? Understand that your job is to bring glory to God. If you live every day saying, God, no matter what I'm going to do this morning, I just want you to be happy. I just want, I just want to bring glory to you. 
Now God will begin to bring stuff. God will begin to manifest your light in your company because he knows that at every million you have, there is a glory you're giving back to God. At every opportunity you break through in your business, there's a glory that is coming back to God. Why wouldn't God open more doors for you? Do you notice that, that for you as a parent, those of you who are parents and stuff, but if you're not a parent, I pray God will bless you, become a parent in the name of Jesus. Now, do you notice that as you as a parent, if you have two kids and you find out that one of your kids, when you give your kids something, they always come back and say, mommy, thank you, mommy, thank you. And the other one, you give them something, they don't bother coming, they're like, what the hell, it's all right for you to even give back to me, what's your problem, I chill. Do you notice that these very particular kids who comes all the time to tell you thank you, they may not ask for anything, even though when you are going to market, you keep buying something for them. Because why? A heart of gratitude is what compels God's hand to perform upon your life. There is a popular saying, a thankful heart would make God make your tank full. A thankful heart, you are always thankful to God. You always give him all the glory before you know what is going on. Your tank, if you notice my water is not full, your tank become full and become overflow. I pray that this reality becomes your portion in the name of Jesus. With these being said this morning, I want you to just open your mouth and begin to and begin to submit yourself into the word of God this morning. In just one minute, just say, Lord, I submit myself to your word. I submit. Now I've seen that this is the light that breaks from the inside. This is what compels my light to shine. This is what compels my life to move forward. This is what gives me insight and foresight. Open your mouth in just 10 seconds and just begin to say, Lord, I open myself. I submit myself to your word. Let your word be my compass. Let your word be my guidance. Let your word be my truth. Let your word be my finding. Let your word be the navigation that guides me. Let your word be everything. Let your word be my Alpha and Omega, the beginning and the end. Open your mouth and just begin to make that declaration. Thank you, Father. Lord, we give you all the glory. In Jesus' mighty name, we pray. All right, at this very particular moment, we'll be going straight into the confession of the word of God this morning, just to make sure that at least we get it. Remember, I've given you the scripture that we're using this morning for our confession. It's just going to be a confession, and after then, I'll be out of your face. Trust me, I'll be out of your face. I'm pushing my time. Now, um, the Bible says, I mean, the confession we're going to be making now, I'm going to be declaring the confession you just see after me. Now, let's say this. By the finished work of grace, I submit myself to your word. I humbly meditate on your word. I humbly meditate on your principle and your precept that guarantees my manifestation. I am not what the world system says I am, but I am what the word of God says I am. By the mercies of God and the words of Jesus, I am securely protected today. I am divinely catered for today. And the angels assist me throughout today. By the word of God, I have light in my path. My strength and my source continually. I benefit of the word of God. As I joyfully meditate and engage the word. So therefore, by the ever increasing knowledge of truth of God's word, I am above, above in delivery, above in the result I put today, above in my speech, and above in my counsel. 
today by the word of God. My word is seasoned with light. And my word is salted with the word of God. I do not lose my several because I draw from the word of God. My speech, admonitions, and advice are powered by the Holy Spirit because I trust in the law of the Lord. By the mercies of God, they are new every morning for me, providing me provisions, giving me guidance, and securing me in all I do. Today, I find mercy in all my endeavors. Men come to me to favor me. I am marvelously helped as I obtain favor with God. Today, as I go out and as I get busy with my daily activities, I meditate on your word as they are lamp to my feet and they are light to my path. I boldly declare that your words are flashing light that lights the path of my life. Your words are flashing light that lights the path ahead of me and keep me from stumbling. Today, by the word of God in me, my eyes are open, open to opportunities around me. The wonderful things that are said for me today, I see them all. I gain insight to the trading secret of today's business. My results shine in all I do. Nothing takes me by surprise and I will not be shocked because I have your word that is hid in me. I boldly declare that my eyes are open, open to the revelation and to the wisdom of God. My eyes sees the ordinary things that men could not see. My eyes sees opportunity where men are seeing trouble. Because of my God, has graciously prepared them for me. Today, God has manifest to me his deep things. Oh, say it one more time. Today, God has made manifest to me his deep things. I am made aware of the secret things of God because the spirit of the Lord is within me, helping me to navigate each day of my life. Today, I receive gift. I receive assistance. I receive freely. I receive favor because God made them available for me. Men will look at my result and they will wonder and come to help me. Today, kings come to my rising. Because I am manifesting God. Just as the moon does not struggle to reflect light. So I today, I will not struggle 
to reflect light, to reflect insight, to manifest the wisdom and the grace of God. Today, the eyes of my understanding, it is enlightened. I see things, I know things that ordinary men don't know. I have glorious inheritance today waiting for me to come and take. The angels of the Lord are walking now to bring them to pass. I am seated far above reproach, far above principalities, far above the wickedness of this world because I am hid in Christ and Christ in God. All things are now under my feet because I am one with God. Today, I enforce the rested life reality, which is my faith in God and God alone. Today, I enforce the rested life reality, which is my faith in the word of God and his word alone. Today, I am producing rest and also producing system that insists on growth, that insists on fruitfulness and insists on multiplication. Today, I have dominion over the things of this world and I am empowered to produce more than enough. Because of the finished work of Christ, I manifest, I revealed the things that men don't know is on my inside. Because of the finished work of Christ, I become manifest to deal with the enemies and their system. So therefore, I produce more than my desired expectation today. So therefore, I produce more than my desired expectation today. I supersede my last result of yesterday. I enter into rooms that I am not familiar with, but yet I perform my best because the seed of Christ is on the inside of me. Today, I am distinguished. Oh, say that with, say that boldly. Today, I am distinguished. Set apart for the top. I am helped by those around me to attain maximum result. As I also help those around me. And especially those of the household of faith. My challenges and experience today, regardless of the outcome, do not define me because I'm loved by God. Oh, say it one time, one more time. My experience and challenges today, they do not define me because I am loved by God. As I step out today, the people in my industries, the people in my sectors, 
the people in the space I walk, the receive of my product, the receive of my idea, because it is packaged with excellence and the power of God, because I have the attributes and the likeness of God. Today, I have the mind of Christ. Today, I have the mind of Christ. And my mind is productive because I manifest Christ. Today, I bring solutions on the table to any challenges thrown at me because I manifest Christ. Today, I am resolveful because I manifest Christ. I am gainfully employed and accepted in my industry because I manifest Christ. Doors are open for me today because I'm manifesting Christ. Protocols are shifted for me today because I manifest Christ. Today, I command my day to begin to produce for me great harvest, great result, profit upon profit, increase upon increase, because I'm manifesting Christ. I am a producer, a solution-driven personality. I am result-driven. I am a pace setter. I am a pine finder. Influence is my name. I am fruitful. I multiply. I fill the earth with my product, with my gift, with my talent, and with my passion. Today, I subdue and I insist that God is on my mountain. Dominion is my name because Christ is now revealed in me. I am an overcomer. Things and situations, they don't overcome me. Fear has no rule over me because I am bought with a price. Cause has no place in my life because it has already been nailed to the cross. Sickness has no residence in my body because I bear the mark of Christ. Death has no power over me because Christ has defeated death. Oh, I feel like I want us to say it one more time. I want you to say this after me. Fear has no rule over me because I'm bought with a price. Cause has no place in my life because it's already been nailed to the cross. Sickness has no residence in my body because I bear the mark of Christ. And death has no power over me because Christ has defeated death on the cross. Thank you for your saving grace as I now step out into my world. To manifest the Christ in me. Open your mouth this moment and become grateful to God. And just say, Father, thank you. 
Thank you for the wonderful confession. Whatever you can remember from the confession, open your mouth and just begin to re, to regurgitate it. Begin to recite. Begin to pull it out from your inside. Open your mouth and just say, Father, I thank you. Thank you because my day is set. The tone of my day is set. Open your mouth and begin to command that meetings. I don't know what meetings you are going to enter into this morning. Open your mouth and begin to command the meetings. This meeting favor me. The Bible says in Job, it says, have you commanded the morning? Open your mouth and begin to command the morning. Father, as I go this morning, I don't know what meetings you have, what agenda, what plans. Some of you may be going to meet your partner. Some of you are going for a business negotiation. Whatever the thing is, open your mouth and just begin to enforce that reality that it is meeting favor me. This reality happened for me. What I want manifest begin to take shape. Open your mouth in just one minute. Father Lord, I thank you this morning. I appreciate you. I thank you because your word for my life, your word for my family, they find expression. I thank you, Father, for my family, the amazers. Father, we grow in grace. We manifest the kingdom of God. Our marriage is an epitome of God's system of marriage. The business we run, Father, oh Lord, we cascade all the mountains of influence. I speak to this morning, the appointments I'm having, the business meeting I'm having, the people I'm meeting, Lord, it all favors me. Lord, I remove the vara. I command the morning, the afternoon, the evening, they produce for me. I change the atmosphere for my advancement. I configure the universe to accept my gift. I turn the policies to accommodate my proposal. I turn the system to open up for me in the name of Jesus. Holy Spirit, help me this morning. I trust you. I trust your partnership in my life. Open my eyes to see. Show me your wondrous things. Empower me for the makings today. Let my line fall onto pleasant places. I speak peace to this morning. I speak peace to this afternoon. I speak peace in the night. Accident is not my portion. Waste is not my portion. I make profit in my dealings this morning. Thank you, Father, because I know that this is done. To you I give all the glory. In Jesus' name we pray. Heavenly Father, I pray for your sons and your daughter this morning. I thank you, Father, for the good things that you have said to do for them this morning. I thank you, Father, for the word that they have echoed from their mouth. I pray that today they will find rest on every side in the name of Jesus. I pray for you this morning that whatever your desire is this morning, as you step out to go get them, you will find the answers in the name of Jesus. I remove the vow for your sake. I cause the devil to fail because you are appearing in the name of Jesus. I declare upon your life that whatever you touch this morning, it shall make profit. Whatever you touch this morning, it shall materialize. For that person that is currently sick in any part of your body, I declare healing upon your body now in the name of Jesus. I command you now, rise up and begin to walk. Rise up and begin to do the things that God has called you to do. Thank you, Father. Holy Spirit, I ask that your spirit go with them all this morning. That as we come back to 9 by 6 p.m., we will all have testimonies to share. Thank you, Father. In Jesus' mighty name, we pray. And God's people say, Amen. Family, we've come to the end of it this morning. I will see you tonight by 6 p.m. Um, we'll be going to be engaging power for manifestation. Power for manifestation. Please 
make sure that you are here tonight is the day two of our fasting and prayer don't worry tomorrow you finish your fasting and after then we'll just be having our 5 a.m like this please i wanted to push one more time let me see you tonight by 6 p.m we're going to be engaging the power of god i've been meditating i've been praying for you because i want you all to manifest god this year is your year of overflow you must overflow and so shall it be for you all in the name of jesus i love you all so much have a fruitful day go out there uh, what you call break some leg collect some contract be like in nigeria collect all your father owns the land don't leave anything limited and as you do so god will bless you beyond measure in the name of jesus i love you all let's share the grace together the grace may the grace of our lord jesus christ the love of god and the sweet fellowship of the holy spirit rest and abide with us now and forevermore and god's people say amen bye for now see you by 6 p.m <laughs>